Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love Welcome. that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Welcome. We're here. We are here. Amy, how yes. are you? I'm great. Chloe, uh, how are you? I, after that musical intro, I am pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Some uh, of you may recognize that voice as Chloe from mm-hmm. the podcast Unwatchable. And we did a guest interview on her podcast and we wanted her to come over. On that episode, we were talking about King of the Hill and Chloe brilliantly uh, said that Peggy was definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> and that's when Jackie and Jackie was like, we're doing a crossover episode. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> we made so it thank happen. You for, thank you for coming on. It was a, a little bit last minute, but we appreciate you coming on. And I'm just so mm-hmm. excited to talk about, uh, of all things, King of the Hill and Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. As soon as we started talking about that, I was like... I hope it actually happens. I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about this. I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. We could start, you know, just, I would love, I mean, any excuse to talk about Harry Potter, but I would love to know when everybody got into Harry Potter and what, how deep, how deep is your love for the <laughs> HP? <laughs> Wonderful. So, Chloe, as our guest, please go first. Ooh, okay. So, um, I got into Harry Potter in the fourth grade. I think it was, that was like 2004 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that point, only the first five books were out, I believe, and the first, like, three movies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I pretty much just kept rereading the first five books like over and over and over again. Um, And luckily, I I feel like I was in the right age group where all of my friends were into it too. So then like every year when a new book came out or a new movie came out, like it was a whole big thing between me and all of my friends. Um, And since then, even as an adult, I've probably reread the whole series probably like once a year at least uh since getting into it so I couldn't even count how many times I've read the whole series in full um and I would say that my my fandom runs pretty deep but I feel like I (laughs) I know it pretty well I just reread like the last three books like a few weeks ago um, and those are the ones that get super freaking complicated. So mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I'm 
feel like I'm pretty fresh with all my my Harry Potter deets. Yeah, awesome. sound it sounds like you are. I I also <laughs> um I started reading them. I can't remember. I was probably in fifth grade, maybe sixth grade, but at that time only the first three books were out and my stepmom actually sent them to me. I think for my birthday. And uh, no more, no movies were out yet, just the first three books. And like you, Chloe, I just read them over and over and over until a new book would come out. And then the movie started coming out. And uh, and then I reread them again as an adult. And it was just such a different experience and such a wonderful experience. And so I, I reread them every so often. But, um, but I love Harry Potter. And uh, I actually have a friend that rereads them every year but she was teaching herself spanish and so she started rereading them in spanish and so she does that every year just to refresh her spanish so i just thought that was such a great idea yeah that's really cool now amy tell us about your (laughs) fandom your level of (laughs) harry potter love ah unending an unending ocean uh, as deep as the ocean. So I uh, started reading the books when I was in sixth grade, which was 1999 slash 2000. <laughs> so um, our my, our reading teacher, uh, they, she played the audio book the, of the first book, and that was the Jim Dale version, not Ooh. the Stephen Fry. I know, I know. I loved it. I still love it. And if I hadn't I've ever listened to the Stephen Fry version, I'd be like, oh, he's amazing. Like, it's the best one, but Stephen Fry is like, it's like velvet being rubbed on your eardrums for hours on end. <laughs> um, so I immediately became obsessed with it. And I remember just like blasting through the book before the rest, you know, because she would do a chapter, a class. So, you know, once or twice a week, but I just read through them super fast. Also, I do think it was only the first three books were out. Um, I didn't know anyone. Everybody in my class hated the books, or at least they pretended to hate them. Like, maybe they really liked them, but they just pretended to not like them. Mm. But I didn't have anybody else who liked them for pretty much until at least high school, until I met, like, Jackie and Marina. (laughs) And then those were, like, the only ones. Like, all my other friends were like, that's so lame. So stupid, Amy. You're such a nerd. Or, you know, not even nerd, but, like, just not cool. It wasn't cool to like Harry Potter, where at least where I was. Um, I feel like it wasn't cool to like anything in sixth grade. I, no, I know. It was <laughs> yeah. never cool. I mean, yeah. nothing was ever cool unless it was like that that gap sweater or something. I don't know. I always stick that sticks in my head because we I couldn't afford it. So I yeah. was so jealous of everyone who had one. It was a like that sweater, sweater that just a gap. And then Adidas. Everyone had Adidas. And I had neither because we couldn't (laughs) afford them. And I was so jealous. (laughs) Anyway, way off topic. (laughs) Yes. No, I I love I love Harry Potter. I've loved it for years and years. I mean, I can't even I can I could never count how many times I've reread the series um, or listened to the audiobooks because that's my preferred method now, especially just because Stephen Fry is so good. But my first tattoo was the Hogwarts crest. So I have that on my Ooh. forearm. Um, and yeah, I mean, just love it so much. I still get so excited to talk about it. <laughs> no matter what si- situation we're in. If I have some friends. 
Oh, I, so I have a friend, Jesse. He started to read the books for the first time, and I'm just like, T- tell me everything you're feeling and thinking. <laughs> Our mutual friend, Jesse? Yeah. What? Yes. Yes, I know. I'm like, tell oh. me everything. Never and would have thought in a million years. I know. And Jackie's partner, Will, recently read the books for the first time. And I was, I mean, I get so jealous of anyone who gets to read them for the and like experience them for the first time. But I was just like, Jackie, tell me everything that he's thinking. I want to know what it's like to reread, like to read the books for the first time. <laughs> I think there's yes. a, a certain, uh, some like uh, it's exciting, but there was a, a small part of my heart that broke for him because when you read them as a child, I feel like it's so much more immersive and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, of course, there's a part of you that's like, but what if? And like, I would love to get a letter and I just want to be yes. in this world. And then as an adult, you still feel all that. But then there's also that adult part of your brain that sneaks in and is just like, how could Dumbledore expose <laughs> Harry to so much <laughs> violence? This is unacceptable. <laughs> no, no, like, no. This child is traumatized. Somebody get him some counseling. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because um, my my younger sister is also very into Harry Potter, but I feel like I've kind of kept the fantasy a little bit. Like as an adult, I've been able to like still really enjoy it. But my sister is so much more just like logical than I am. So now when she's like, she just went back and like rewatched all the films and I think she was rereading some of the books. And every so often I'll get a text from her where she's like, well, I just figured out a plot hole or like <laughs> I, I have a question about this whole Snape Lily relationship or whatever. And she'll just te- text me these things that poke holes in it. And I'm like, stop doing this. I need to keep I need to keep the magic <laughs> alive. Pun intended. OK, please stop doing this to me. <laughs> Yeah, that'll that'll pop up too. Why couldn't Harry see Thestrals his whole life? It doesn't yeah. make sense. But yes, I know. I, I guess he asked me that exact question and I was like, okay, I know, but here's the explanation and it's not a very good one, but here's what it is. But I'm I despite any plot holes or any put like potential child abuse or gaps in the Hogwarts <laughs> curriculum I'm still very much a fan uh, it's it, it, it's just a, a testament to the series because you can identify plot holes and 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 critique it and kind of break it down in these different ways but I I think it still stands up even after you do that absolutely oh yeah definitely one of one of Jackie and I's one of our favorite podcasts is called Witch Please And Mm -hmm. it's um, these two people, they kind of go through all of the books and just like, they're like, we're super Harry Potter fans, but we're going to critique the shit out of this. And they do. And it's, at first you would think that you'd be offended. Like, how dare you like, you Mm -hmm. know, talk shit about this character. That's my favorite one, but it's actually really interesting. And it's a really great uh, podcast to listen to. So if you ever. They're really smart. I think they, I think at the time, weren't they like PhD students in yeah. like literature or writing or something so yeah. you can kind of trust they, they break yeah. things down in a really smart way yeah they are that sounds it awesome was, it was so good yeah it's yeah. a really good podcast but it was definitely the first time I've ever experienced somebody being like you can love something but still criticize it and still critique mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. mean you don't like love it anymore and I was like damn I love that mindset <laughs> 
And I think we kind of do that with our podcast, Jackie. Like we still kind of critique some of the characters, even though we love them. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's I think I think that's a great point, Amy. The reason I feel more comfortable maybe uh talking shit about some of the King of the Hill characters is because of what they what I learned from that podcast and just saying, yep. I can still love this mm-hmm. and I could still love Peggy and say what she did was bullshit or and, and yeah. that's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely so, more true to life too. Yeah. 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 Nobody's perfect. Nobody's <laughs> perfect. Okay. That's true. <laughs> so I we didn't really establish too much to talk about. I just thought we could kind of like shoot the shit, but one of the Yeah first things that came to my mind thinking about the parallels between king of the hill and harry potter uh i know we mentioned it on chloe's podcast you know what house would each mm-hmm. character on king of the hill be sorted into and then i was also thinking if i had to compare characters you know who's the harry potter of king of the hill who's the mm-hmm. um hank hill of hogwarts and uh <laughs> those were just kind of some of the ideas i put out there so yeah, the, I kind of have similar uh, similar things like that too, and I have two, uh, like two questions that I wanna that I wanna ask. But Ooh. how about you, Chloe? Would you do you have anything specific you want to talk about? Um, I kind of just went off what you guys gave to me, but I'm sure a question or something will pop into my head at some point, and I'll throw it out there. <laughs> oh yeah. Perfect. Love it. Well, I was going to say, do we want to just talk about first, right off the bat, you know, sorting the characters? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. Ooh, okay. Perfect. So I guess I'll go. <laughs> do we want to um, start with a character and then say what we think at the same time? I like that. Ooh, okay. okay. That's good. All right. So starting with Hank Hill, he's, it's his first day at Hogwarts. The sorting hat is on his head. Everyone is staring right at him. Mm-hmm. And then the sorting hat shouts out his house. On the count, What is his house? On the count of three. One, two, three. Hufflepuff door. Ooh. Yeah. Did we, have two, did we have two votes for Gryffindor and one for Hufflepuff? Yes. yes. Interesting. Hufflepuff. Explain. Mm-hmm. So... I think so Hank is definitely a brave person but he's also an extremely loyal person. He's a really hard worker and he is always you know like he's always trying to do what's best and I think those are pretty typical um attributes of uh Hufflepuff. You know it, so because also you know, I recognize that people, you know, with the whole sorting hat, of course, people are going to like kind of go between different houses. You're never just one solidly. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I see Hank more as a Hufflepuff because he's, you know, he's loyal to his friends and his family. And, you know, he has a very strong sense of right and wrong, which I think that people think that's a really big Gryffindor quality quality, but I don't, I don't think so. I think they just are mm-hmm. like, kind of like I'm brave and courageous regardless of what I'm being brave and courageous about so 
I see Hank more as a Hufflepuff. Interesting. That's a mm-hmm. very good point. Chloe, why do you think Gryffindor? Um, I put him down for a Gryffindor because I think that I think that he's very virtuous, which I know is something that you attributed to Hufflepuff. But I think along with being virtuous, he's also someone that people look to as kind of a leader. Um, And I feel like Gryffindors tend to have more of that like natural leadership quality to them. Um, I think people, I I, I don't know, just like if I'm looking at him with like Dale and Bill and Boomhauer, he's like always the one who's calling the shots, almost to the point where he kind of like can't stand to not be getting his way. And I think that's also kind of like a little bit of the arrogance that you see in Gryffindors. Um, Yeah, good point. That's why I put him down as Gryffindor. Yeah, very good point. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned how all the guys kind of look to him for advice. There's even the the part where there's a there's an episode. I can't remember which one it is or where Hank is, but he's not around. And so they just defer to Bobby to, like, tell them (laughs) what to do because they're so used to Hank. They don't know. So they're like, all right, well, I guess we'll have Bobby tell us what to do. (laughs) I... I think uh, my thinking was along the same lines as your thinking, Chloe. Um, But Amy, you made some really good points about the Hufflepuff. I could see Mm -hmm. during the sorting, I could see the whole conversation in his head where the hat, the sorting hat is like, you would do really well in Hufflepuff. And then Hank just being like, no, I have to be Gryffindor. Yeah. Because that's, you know maybe manly or they're the jocks or they do sports and Mm -hmm. then the sorting hat being like all right i still think hufflepuff would be great but gryffindor fine you know (laughs) gryffindor gryffindor (laughs) yeah i can't uh i can't see hank being really happy about having like a badger on all of his clothes it's just not as powerful yeah or being the name hufflepuff yeah right hufflepuff is like Okay. He'd be like, puff. He would would do that. It would call out half old puff, and then his cheeks would turn a little pink. (laughs) Like in the first season. Yeah. (laughs) Who's next? Well, who's next? Should we, do we want to do Peggy next? I mean, we all pretty much agree on that, right? Do we? Yeah. Oh, do we? Oh, a curveball has been thrown. Well, I, I'm actually not sure what I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Peggy, I'm on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Slytherin, Slytherin. 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 a little bit Hufflepuff. Whoa. <laughs> Sounds like we're all a little bit unsure. We're all no, a little... I am not. I'm sticking with my guns. <laughs> I know she's a Slytherin. <laughs> I, my first thought would have been Ravenclaw, um, but I can't deny that Slytherin seems very appropriate for her and I could also see her never being able to get into the Ravenclaw common room because she just can't solve any of those riddles <laughs> oh my god I would never have been able been able to solve them I would have been like fuck we have to do what yes. I would always like go back with a buddy uh, there would I I would never be able to get in by myself. Never. 
I just like look to the person next to me. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even solve like the one example they gave in the book. I was like, <laughs> I guess I'll never find that diadem now. <laughs> I know. I mean, they have 11 year olds in their house that have <laughs> yeah. to figure out these riddles. <laughs> I wonder if they, I wonder if like the, what is it? Like a, it's not a portrait or something. I can't remember what it is, but I wonder if it like dials it down for like the first year or if it's just, like <laughs> at like seven year level. Like, yeah, maybe, I know. maybe it gives you the riddle based on it can like sense your intellect level and bases the difficulty level on that. Ooh. That's something best. for for Miss Rowling to answer. Oh yeah. Mm. We gotta get her on. She'll say something that upsets everyone, though. Yeah, no, we can't, nowhere. can't trust her anymore. Yeah, we can't trust her. She needs somebody to take her Twitter away. She's yeah. ruining it. She's a loose cannon. Yep. She is. So I'm interested. Uh, I could see why Slytherin for Peggy, but is there anything specific to either of you that makes her a Slytherin over any other house? Well, I mean, just her level of ambition and her willingness to do whatever to win and be and to like have, you know, to be top at it. So, for example, when she was selling that when she was in that pyramid scheme, MLM, you know, willing to use Bill as her puppet, as her pawn, you know, to get to Mm -hmm. the top. Uh, That's. I hate to say that's a totally Slytherin quality, but I mean, ambition and willing to do whatever it takes is definitely part of it. And cunning um, too. We saw her use her intellect to totally uh, just get revenge on Jeff Goldblum's character yep. in that one episode. Uh, and she came up with that whole plan. So smart, but like so cunning. It was like a triple mm-hmm. cross. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she was, getting at uh jeff goldblum's character she was having hank involved without him knowing and she had like the whole group of people who thought it was just this one you know one scam it was like three different things that were happening and then a fourth thing where she would have just stolen his car (laughs) (laughs) so yeah she's super ambitious but i do also see you know i i totally see the the ravenclaw because she's like so obsessed with knowledge and learning but i don't see it as a true pursuit of knowledge in the sense of like i'm an intellectual i really want to learn these things it's more like i want to present as an intellectual i want Mm -hmm. people to think i'm smart and intellect is power right Mm -hmm. and people will respect me more if i'm smarter than them which is a very Slytherin thing, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I can definitely see the argument for Ravenclaw because she's a teacher and because, I mean, <laughs> she is very quick to see herself as an intellectual. Um, but I think, I think you have to look at what is most important to the drive of the character. And I think to her... Like, she is very much driven by accolades and wanting to be, like, perceived as as high up as she views herself. I mean, yeah. something that she harps on all the time is her Substitute of the Year awards, far more mm-hmm. than, like, what she's actually 
taught people. Uh, I think that's the most important part to her of being a substitute teacher is like commanding the room and like being in charge and kind of being like, I I guess almost like a status play of like, I'm the head honcho here. These kids are listening to me. They're looking to me for intellectual guidance. Um, And I, I also think that she is the most willing to do whatever it takes. I mean, whether that's pretending to be a nun, um, <laughs> we saw in that episode. True, um, true. And, and she's very quick to believe her own abilities. And I think that's something that you need uh, for ambition to really be fueled. Uh, she's mm-hmm. very, very self-confident. I don't think she doubts her leadership abilities. And... I, I think that's also a quality of a Slytherin. So that's why I had to give it to her. Yeah, I, I'm convinced now. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely convinced. <laughs> Slytherin makes total sense. Um, who who should we do next? Uh, well, how, let's keep it in the fam. How about Bobby? All right. Ooh, uh, this one was so one, hard for me. This one is hard. I'm Yeah, okay. Really? This one seems easy for me. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. One... Two, three. Hufflepuff, Gryffindor. obviously. Uh, it's not Gryffindor. <laughs> Gryffindor, really, Amy? I know. Maybe I'm just trying to be <laughs> kind of a pain in the ass. Contrary. Now I'm wondering. Now I'm wondering why I said Gryffindor. But I think it's because like he's he's so he I pers- I see like people who are entertainers. I think that's pretty brave. Um. But no, he's not a Gryffindor. <laughs> well, it was it was really between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. So I don't think like I don't think you were completely out like Okay. Okay. Not, it wasn't out of left field to me. I was kind of trying to decide between the two. I I I wish I could remember why I thought that. <laughs> I was so convinced in the moment. I remember that feeling. <laughs> um I don't know. I think I don't know. I think I I also put Ravenclaw, but it's not because he's like really interested in learning. But I don't know. Maybe I, I get no. It's Hufflepuff makes warm, way more sense because he is willing to like work hard for what he wants, uh, not unceasingly over you know for no reason. Like Hank, Hank will just do it because he doesn't want to seem like he's lazy. Whereas <laughs> Bobby, he he will work really hard, like in pursuit of his you know acting or his comedy or you know um you know that clown school thing he tried real hard with that so i could definitely see hufflepuff when Mm -hmm. he picked connie in that mirror out of all of those props when they were trying to figure out if he was um the next um dalai lama dalai lama uh i mean that's so loyal that's lo- that was that, a very yeah. hufflepuff, it's a hufflepuff I move yeah that's very true i didn't think about that but that is yep spot on yeah well you know oh go ahead glory oh i was just gonna say i i think i think the reason i was floating a little bit between gryffindor and hufflepuff is because he does have like some qualities that do match hank in that like i think he is very much willing to like stand up for the things that he believes in. I think he is kind of an inherently brave person just because he's so comfortable in who he is. Um, 
But I, I just had to give it to Hufflepuff because I think his motivations are more based on other people rather than yeah. himself. And I, I think that's just a more Hufflepuff move. Yeah, I would you know I agree with that. Someone I think I'm going to have a really hard time sorting is Luann. I, I just put Oh my gosh, mark. yes. <laughs> Squib. I have... Yeah, that's what I put for Dale. <laughs> Sorry, Dale, but you are not at Hogwarts at all. <laughs> he's he's the Filch if he's lucky. He's the Filch. He is. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, I guess that would be. I would probably peg uh, Bill as a squib. I oh think. Oh my okay, god. <laughs> I, I get it, but. I'm thinking of Bill. Okay, so are we going to do Bill next? Because I, I want to talk about Bill. <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Gryffindor. Oh, I don't know. I guess I guess I could see him, and I don't want to jump ahead, but if I had to, if he was truly magical... <laughs> <laughs> if he was truly magical and i had to compare him to a harry potter character i suppose it would be a neville an early neville oh well okay so i'm neville, it, of just in terms of him like not quite like getting the hang of the magic and maybe not being as initially as successful as everyone else but right so i i love that analogy the thing is is that i'm thinking of bill back in his prime like high school oh. bill oh. you know he was star athlete oh, he was yeah. ladies man really he had tons of women he went into the army he was he was brave and courageous and also loyal so i kind of threw in a little hufflepuff there for bill loyal to like a fault where his wife is abusive but mm -hmm. I guess that's not really loyalty, um, but <laughs> he's loyal to like Hank and, you know, uh, Dale and Boomhauer. But um, so I, I thought Gryffindor for sure, because if we're b judging it like on his early days, you know, I think he's definitely the one of the more courageous ones in the group. Like he's when he when he does have confidence in himself, he really excels. Even if it's kind of false confidence, like when he was in, when he had the episode where he was like pre-diabetic, when he gets the wheelchair and he joins that group of new friends, he really gains like a ton of confidence. And he's just like, it's like almost like old Bill again, you know, courageous and brave and athletic and, you know, kind of a badass. So I, I just, I see Bill more as a Gryffindor. I who's lost his way love i love that point i'm of course i'm thinking of quote unquote present day bill but mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. should be thinking of younger bill and younger bill i i do think would have been a gryffindor like neville mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i think you i think you uh convinced me i think i'm gonna hop on that as well and say gryffindor all right <laughs> <laughs> well what about boomhauer one, two, three. Okay. One, two, three. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. <gasps> oh. I, I could see Gryffindor too, though, for sure. Why mm -hmm. Ravenclaw? I just get the sense that he he's always got, he's always looked to as the wise one in the group. And I, whenever I think of Ravenclaw and associate an owl with it. 
which is not, you know, it's a raven. <laughs> but I still think of an owl because I think of wise. And so that makes me think of Boomhauer. And I could see Boomhauer being someone who, when he's not um, plowing his way through Arlen, he's sitting at home, he's got a candle lit, he's reading from a stack of books and just Wearing really a absorbing. Wearing robe. <laughs> Absolutely. And his tight little G-string uh, <laughs> uh, leopard or tiger print uh, panties. And, <laughs> and he's reading a book and he's just, you know, He's reading like philosophy or poetry or something like that's that's how I picture um, Boomhauer on his off time when he's not surrounded by the guys or having sex. <laughs> Damn, that's compelling. Yeah, I, I was kind of seeing it the same way. I mean, I, I really just didn't see him matching any of the other houses as much. He's not particularly ambitious. He's not particularly like loyal and kind or courageous. Uh, I think if anything, he probably values intellect the most because he does like seem to have pretty good advice. Uh, but I think, yeah, I, I think he's just willing to kind of do his own thing. And I, I don't know. He just, he just seemed to fit Ravenclaw more. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, you said Gryffindor? I did too. Again, I was I was thinking, oh, this is someone who's a Texas Ranger. Um, mm-hmm. I just think of him as, uh, I just associate him with being brave. But, mm-hmm. but I, I think, I mean, of course, I'm I'm flipping now. I think Ravenclaw does make a lot of sense because uh, he might be brave and he might be strong and and a, maybe a good athlete, but he's not so as much of a show off as I would expect from a Gryffindor. I think I definitely could see uh, just a deepness to him, an intellect, a desire More for knowledge. cerebral. Yes. Yeah. But I, I also see Gryffindor, because that was the first one that I went with too, and then I thought a little bit more about it. I thought, oh, I could really see Boomhauer just being like this surprise intellectual you know, like this definitely probably the smartest one of them. I don't, I just had that feeling. I th- I mean, Hank is, Hank is for sure the smartest one of all of them, which doesn't say much, but <laughs> I could see Boomhauer surprising everyone and actually being the smartest mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I, I think he's more perceptive than Hank. So yeah. I think that's what gives him oh, an yeah. edge to Ravenclaw. Connie, one, two, three. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. For sure. Through and through. Mm -hmm. Through and through. She's the the smartest one on that entire block. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, What about her parents? I I feel like they're both both a mix between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. Because they're both really smart and ambitious. Mm -hmm. I I feel like Khan is uh, Slytherin. And probably yeah. men. I, I think they're both, yeah, I think they're both Slytherin because I do think they value intellect, but I think they value intellect because it makes them seem like right. like they should be in charge of everything. And yeah, I, I think, uh, do you think that if this was the Harry Potter universe, they would be like the, uh, maybe not Death Eaters, but do you think they would be into the whole pure blood status type of thing? I think... Uh, well, that's an, a very interesting point because I think they value status and 
if there's a group saying if there's a group if they are full uh pure blood and there's a group saying if you're pure blood you're superior i could see them being drawn into that for sure mm-hmm. i don't think they're evil but no. i do think they value status i think they push connie so much not because not necessarily because they want her to be smart but because they want her to be powerful and mm-hmm. successful and they want her success to reflect on them true yeah, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh and what oh, sorry. Gonna, I was gonna yeah. say now I want to write like a whole Harry Potter King of the Hill crossover where where uh, Min and Khan are so upset that their daughter has been sorted into Ravenclaw and uh, see <laughs> see Connie have to oh God forbid <laughs> <laughs> they would be so hurt if she was in Hufflepuff oh no. Um, <laughs> I there so- is uh, not not to sorry to interrupt Amy but there is like I did stumble across a King of the Hill Harry Potter fan fiction and I only I read part of the first chapter but it's just it just starts out with the guys standing out in the alley drinking <laughs> beer and then an owl comes and delivers an acceptance letter to <laughs> Hank. <laughs> oh my god, I love and he's that. Just like what in the hell is this? <laughs> oh no, is Hank, I didn't read that, but. is Hank a Dursley, non-abusive Dursley, where you think he would maybe oh. dislike oh. magic? Yeah. Well, oh yeah. <gasps> non-abusive for sure. Yes. I could definitely absolutely. see him being like, I want to be just normal. Like, like yep. Darren on Bewitched, where you uh-huh. married a woman that has supernatural powers and you're just like don't use your powers i just want to be normal it's like you're insane <laughs> <laughs> life could be so much better so much better god imagine not having to do the dishes all the time yeah. you just wave a wand awesome oh <laughs> i know you just the- teleport anywhere <laughs> i know honestly i know that this is uh this is skipping a little bit over our sorting okay. discussion But that's interesting because when we were initially, when you had talked a little bit about how you wanted to compare people to uh, characters in the Harry Potter universe, I marked down, like, of his group, Bobby is definitely the Harry Potter, Joseph is the Ron, and Connie is the Hermione, and... Hank is definitely the the Vernon Dursley who does not want magic to happen, but a nicer Vernon Dursley. Oh, (laughs) that makes so much sense. Like, in my mind, I immediately made Hank the Harry just because he's the main focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But, and I made, in my mind, Peggy was Minerva McGongle. I'm rethinking (laughs) all of this now. (laughs) I like that, though. When you say that... uh, Bobby's the Harry, Joseph is the Ron. Of course, Joseph is such a Ron. <laughs> yes. Yep. And and of course, Connie is such a, a Hermione. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm jumping around too, but we'll get back to the sorting thing. <laughs> Although I think we got pretty much all of them, I, I except think for I- Dale, which we kind of briefly touched on. I feel like we skipped all the people we were unsure about. <laughs> I'd be curious to sort Joseph, but everyone else, yeah, it's... I am positive that Dale is a squib. He is 100%. 100% filch. That is 
the oh smartest observation, Jackie. Jackie, you said he was filch, right? Yeah. Yes, brilliant. Because he's got all these hidey holes. He knows all the ins and outs. He knows how to sneak around. Yes. He's like insane. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he is for sure the filch. <laughs> he was like, like you know, filch is the you know he's the caretaker, which is or I, I is he the caretaker? I thought. Yeah, that's right, because Hagrid is the groundskeeper. Yes, so he's the caretaker, where Dale was the towel manager for all the guys. So I could see those two things go together, too. And he has a cat named Rusty Shackleford. (laughs) (laughs) That he uses to spy on people. Or or it's his gerbils and turtles that he uses. (laughs) (laughs) He just has cockroaches everywhere. His secret police cockroaches, like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what house? Well, we could just uh, sort Joseph real quick and then just jump around to whatever we want. But what house do you guys uh, do you all think Joseph would be in? Oh, that's hard. And and it it gets difficult when I'm thinking of pre-pube Joseph and Mm. post-pube Joseph. (laughs) <laughs> gotta sort him into the different pubes you know it's the most yeah. <laughs> I uh, immediately I want to go with Gryffindor simply because he's a jock mm-hmm, but true. but I don't know I mean I don't I would I don't know I would say Ooh. maybe I, that's the only one that I can really think of because you don't see him be particularly loyal he's definitely not very smart um, and I've never really seen any kind of ambition out of him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So so I, that's the only one I can go with, Jock House, mm. Gryffindor. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a really good point, actually. I, I, I probably would say Gryffindor for pre-pube Joseph just because he seems really athletic and, like, mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know, I guess brave for a small kid. And then post-pube because he seems just kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god Maybe for that reason i i just thought of like a crazy like family tree style thing for this so my theory if we're if we're going along the lines that dale is a squib i'm going to say that um nancy is a muggle but john redcorn is a gryffindor to me so i think uh I think Joseph is really a half-blood and he is a Gryffindor, but he's being raised by a muggle and a squib and John Redcorn is watching from afar as his son is not being raised as a, a proper Gryffindor wizard and that's killing him inside a bit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for absolutely, sure. Absolutely, John Redcorn's a Gryffindor and oh my God, yeah. the whole scenario. And everyone's <laughs> talking about it by yeah, every- yep. yep. <laughs> and so I I did write that I think Nancy would be a Slytherin. Because mm-hmm. there's that episode where Nancy does Dallas. Nancy, you know, she does she goes to Dallas and she just eviscerates everyone to get to the top. So <laughs> I was just <laughs> that like makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I yeah think because she's definitely way. not brave. She is not brave at all. She's certain that sure as shit isn't loyal. Not loyal. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. And then, so, Slytherin. And then that adds an extra layer because not only is she having an affair with someone who is not her husband, but it's also a Slytherin and a Gryffindor together. And that's 
It's a little bit taboo because they usually don't like each other. Mm. It's forbidden love. Sexy makes it sexier. (laughs) Yes, it's very the cursed child. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh. That book was terrible. Yeah, not a fan. Awful. I finished it and I was like, that was fucking terrible. (laughs) I know. Just immediately threw it. I was like, well, that one sucked. (laughs) So I think we're done with sorting, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. I, okay, so you guys, we touched on like Death Eaters and stuff. And I have a theory of who I think would be most likely to become a death eater. And I was wondering if you guys had, had that thought too. Ooh. Uh, just about one person. Mm-hmm. Cotton. Oh, see, I thought oh. cotton would be Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. Oh my God. <laughs> it really solidifies or, who I think would be a Death Eater for sure then. Or he's Vernon Dursley, the abusive Vernon Dursley. Oh. <laughs> but definitely I thought, okay, Voldemort is definitely Cotton. But I thought that Dale would be the most likely one to yep. become a Death Eater. Not because he gives a shit about pure blood stuff, but in the same way that Peter Pettigrew became a Death Eater because he's a big fucking wimp and he Absolutely. wants the biggest, baddest person with like the most power to protect him. True. Yeah, he was definitely the first person who came to mind, especially if we're saying Cotton is Voldemort because he loves mm. Cotton. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, And he wants to impress him so badly. Yeah. True. Who is Dumbledore? Hmm. Oh my god. Principal Moss. No. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was going to say that I think I was gonna say I think Hank looks at Bug Strickland like his Dumbledore. <laughs> I'm just imagining the scenario where he's seeing him as Dumbledore, oh but god. Dumbledore's just like a drunken, like misogynistic asshole. But he's dressed in like the Dumbledore wizarding robes. <laughs> The best thing, though, is if we're thinking of and Hank he's just, as Harry. I just picture Dumbledore in the bathroom just, like, <laughs> giving, like, <laughs> company speeches. <laughs> Snape, McGonagall, get in here. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Amy, There's I cut you off. definitely a death in you. No, so I was just thinking, if Hank is the Harry in that situation, it makes a lot of sense because Harry looked up to Dumbledore and thought he did no wrong ever and, like, always excused well, he didn't always excuse him because he didn't know that he was actually kind of not a good person mm-hmm. for a while. And Buck for sure is a scumbag. And Dumbledore's not a scumbag, but he definitely used Harry for mm-hmm. his own gain in terms of it was for a gr- quote unquote greater good. Mm-hmm. But he definitely like played with Harry's life uh, in order to defeat Voldemort. And ordered for Buck to defeat Thatherton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a little bit of a stretch, I know. <laughs> we're just, I love how deep we are in like both of these. Like <laughs> we're so yeah. deep inside of the fandom for both of these. <laughs> like, I was about to say too. I don't know that Cotton is Voldemort. If anything, I think he's that one descendant from Voldemort that has like the daughter that marries the Muggle. Ugh. So he's Voldemort's grandfather. 
What's his name, Amy? Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom oh, Riddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Tom grandfather. Riddle. No, 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 no. Marvolo. Yes. Yes. Damn. And then I was like, I can't say that because that's too deep of a cut. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're in it now, Jackie. We're in it now. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm trying to think Who of is? anyone else that would be Dumbledore, though. And I don't know that there's a Dumbledore on King of the Hill unless uh, Chuck Mangione. I don't know. <laughs> he has a beard. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, God. It it was Marvolo. Gaunt. Marvolo Gaunt. Yes. yes. Nope. Right. No, 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 no. Marvolo. Was it? Tom Marvolo. Riddle. Okay, yes, yes, because Tom Riddle is Voldemort's father, Tom Marvolo Riddle. Marvolo, he was named after the f- grandfather. Mm-hmm. Got it. Now I remember. All right. <laughs> Last knew- name is gone. Last name is gone. First I'm name so is impressed with both of you. Incredible memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy just seemed like really, really angry, but also disgusting. Uh, but, I mean, yes. but I think Voldemort probably is more accurate because he's killed so many people. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely killed so many people. He killed but fitty muggles. Marvolo one. Fitty yeah. Muggles. Fitty Muggles. <laughs> Fitty Mudbloods. Fitty, oh, yes, I killed Fitty Mudbloods. Uh, I'm just, I mean, this might not have an answer either, but who's Fudge? Is that Principal Moss? That might be Principal I so. Moss. I think so. Big bumbling idiot. Yeah. <laughs> With power that they should not have. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think um, of who Umbridge was earlier, but I don't know if she has a match. That's like really hard. Oh, maybe Sally Field's character in the Halloween episode of uh, yeah, Hell House. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, that's maybe. A good one. She like runs Just... over her cat and she's all self righteous. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what comes mm-hmm. to mind first, but trying to ruin children's happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's a good one. I, okay, so I did a little one with the Marauders. Ooh. Like, who, out of Hank, Dale, Boomhauer, and Bill, who's who? Mm-hmm. Of course, I chose James for Hank. Dale is Peter. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> Boomhauer as Remus. And Bill as Sirius. Ooh. Like, and I know, I, and the thing, I'm thinking of young Bill. And also, I will, I want to note that I am not a fan of Sirius. So. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, so that's why I, w- I didn't feel bad about putting Bill as serious. <laughs> I, I, that was one of the that was one of the things where I just had so much love for all of them, especially well, I mean, except for Peter, but especially serious. And then rereading it as an adult, I was like, this man is unstable. No. Yes. <laughs> and he got himself killed. He put Harry in danger. <laughs> this guy is out of his mind. Yeah, I, I was, I was never a fan of Sirius. Even oh, when wow. I was a kid, I was like, this guy, this guy kind of sucks, and he's not around that often. Like, I felt like I didn't get to like enjoy his character so much. So I was just like, oh, okay, he's dead. Well, I guess that sucks. <laughs> but it wasn't like when Dumbledore died, and I was like, crying. <laughs> it's like when when Moody dies, and it's just like, well. We didn't really oh. get to know him. 
I know, and everyone's like so sad. I'm like, why are y'all so sad? Yeah, you (laughs) fell in love with uh, Artemis Crouch's son. Yeah. Oh, that part in the movie yeah, where, they're like, great. where they're like, Barty Crouch, Junior. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> you can only hear it that way now. Junior. <laughs> Stupid. The movies. Fucking awful. Awful. Just awful. Ugh. But yeah, so do you guys agree with those marauders? Yeah. No? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, if we're looking at young Bill, I'll I'll agree. I'll say yes. I think I think it I think it makes sense to me that Hank is James. It makes sense that Boomhauer is serious. Um, it makes sense that Dale is Peter Pettigrew, so it Bill just defaults to serious, which I, I don't those are the only ones where yeah. I'm just like, that's kind of a little bit of a loose connection, but there's <laughs> it just def- defaults to that. Exactly. Yeah. That's that was pretty much. Um, I have one more question. Okay. Who do you who do you think of all the characters? Who do you think would be chosen for the Triwizard Tournament? Ooh, that's a really hard one. I don't have an answer to it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering if you guys do. I would. I would like to see a Triwizard Tournament where Bobby is a contestant. I don't think he's the most likely to get chosen, but I would love to see it. Um. Uh, maybe yeah. Connie. I would think Connie. Mm, yeah, probably. She would be solving those puzzles and she would probably, I mean, not that she's necessarily the strongest physically, but she would probably have enough spell knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think that is kind of what they, you know, that's what it was about. You know, it wasn't about like their physical ability. It was more just like, what is their skill level? Like, mm-hmm. are they actually one of the more talented people like do they have the the guts and the the <laughs> like spell yeah, yeah ma- exactly do they have that which i can't foresee bobby having yeah. oh wait magical you, you know what i take it back this also wouldn't happen but actually i think it'd be more fun to see luann in the triwizard tournament <laughs> <laughs> dead that would be immediately amazing she steps out like the band is going she steps out in front of the dragon and then it just like shoots fire at her (laughs) gone. her hair just is gone that's how she loses her hair i have another tricky question and and it might be too much to answer but i had a thought if each of the characters of king of the hill looked into the mirror of erised what would they see wow okay oh i know hanks he would see a propane tank that never empties it's (laughs) it never needs to be refilled so beautiful (laughs) i think he would also see his father just standing next to it saying i'm proud of you oh (laughs) that one's sweet it would be, it, I would see him, I, I could see Hank standing in front of Strickland Propane. He's now the manager, not not even the owner, but he's the manager. And he just got the position and he's shaking hands with his father and his father is saying, I love you. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Yours are so sweet. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like, he looks propane. propane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I think it would be all of those things just like standing all next to each other just like (laughs) shaking hands with Buck while his dad puts his hand on his shoulder and says I've always loved you and I've always been so I've never been more proud of you (laughs) this is the part of the episode where we all desire that (laughs) don't we all desire that (laughs) I think Um, um, I think Bill would see two things I think he would see himself with a full head of hair and well, he, I was gonna say that, and he would be with Lenore, yes, and with Lenore mm. by his side, yeah, with a couple of kids. I, mm. I was gonna say the exact same thing, only instead of Lenore, maybe it's Peggy. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Gross. doesn't he hold a candle <laughs> for Peggy, and he's always just like, "If Hank, if you died, Hank, I would <laughs> be there to yeah. take care of her," and. Yeah, he has long oh, yes. hair, and and Peggy's just like running her fingers through it. Oh. You know what? I think you guys, I think you guys could do a whole deep dive episode, kind of like the episode you did about um, does I I think it was does Dale know about John Redcorn or whatever? You guys could do a whole deep dive episode about if you think Bill would choose Peggy or Lenore, like if he had the choice. <laughs> <sighs> I. Okay, well, I'm not going <laughs> to, because we might actually do that, because now I'm starting to think. That would be cool. <laughs> Man, my mind just started spiraling, and then, mm-hmm. who's there? Ann Richards? <laughs> yes. She's in the background, and he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, I, I see Peggy is like, she's, you know, like, head professor of Harvard or something. She's just like, getting full of trophies behind her and she just has tons of like accolades and you know people are just like you are the smartest person in the world congratulations mm-hmm. yeah every everyone is around mm-hmm. to see it too because yes uh, she wants i'm sure she wants it to be acknowledged and they're all clapping and and <laughs> hank is there and he's just like that's my wife or something i don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's see who else what would buck see just tons of uh sex workers yeah i think he would just be surrounded by beautiful half-naked women they would yeah. be feeding it him would be grapes. like a <laughs> yeah. i picture like a scrooge mcduck style like room where he dives into he dives off a diving board into this room not full of gold coins but maybe there are gold coins but also just boobs <laughs> <laughs> and he's just swimming around in it Doing backstroke. And he has a fully functioning heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can think of one for uh, for post-pubescent Joseph, but it might be too dirty. <laughs> oh, please. come on. I think on. I think he just sees himself whole. Like I think he's I think he's so innocent still that I can I wouldn't take this all the way. But I think he would just see himself holding a pair of Luann's panties. <laughs> yeah, he looks in the mirror and it's just a pair of panties on the ground. Yeah. That say like Luann. Like- it's, like, it's like at the end of the Sorcerer's Stone when he looks into the mirror and then the stone drops into his pocket. It would just be like that, but just like a pair of underwear. <laughs> and then he sniffs them. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was picturing him just like uh, Min is there and she unbuttons her shirt and opens it and she's like, you can touch one if you want. And then he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> Definitely, for sure. I could see that one. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I have a question. Yes. So, well, I've I'm trying to decide which one is the more interesting question because I was going to say who like who out of the characters would we think would choose? You know how at the end of the seventh book, the whole question is like hollows versus horcruxes. Um, oh. I think it would be interesting to see which character would choose hollows versus horcruxes. And if they choose horcruxes, what their horcrux would be. Um, right off the bat, I think the ones who would choose horcruxes would be, I think it would be Bobby and Hank. And interesting. That's those are pretty much the only two that I think. And then for Hollows, for sure Peggy. <laughs> um, I think Bill I think Bill would be tempted and I think Dale would want all of them. I could see mm-hmm. Bobby going for the Hollows just so he could wear that cape. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I think if if Hank had a Horcrux for himself, I, I just imagine it would be a propane tank or Betsy his guitar or maybe his lawnmower. Oh, oh do you yeah. mean okay? So you mean like what would their Horcruxes be, or would they just like try and like do the mission of getting rid of the Horcruxes? I don't know if that's what you meant, but that yeah. thought popped into my mind. Yeah, I think if they had Horcruxes for themselves. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess it makes more sense to say uh, which one would they pursue, I guess? to Would they rather vanquish yeah. death or vanquish the Horcruxes? But then if they did make their own Horcruxes, I guess, what would they make that's, their Horcruxes that's out separate, of? separate, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I didn't phrase Peggy's that correctly. Peggy's would be her. No, no, you're fine. No, no, no. Peggy's no, 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 would no, no. Be, uh... Leave, I'll leave. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I just end this. I'll just end the recording. My end just goes dead. (laughs) That was embarrassing. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was so close Uh, to being invited back. And then (laughs) I I have a hard time with this question, though, because I think it depends. I just in my mind, it depends on the context. Like in Mm. the book, wasn't Harry ready to go for the hollows? Until he realized that they weren't available anymore, Voldemort had them. No, he was so he was ready to go after them, but he Dumbledore kind of set Hermione upon him, like kind of convinced Hermione he by giving her the rune book and like knowing that she's skeptical of things. He knew that that was going to slow Harry down from only pursuing the Hollows, but the decision came when they were at Bill's cottage and he's like, you know, he's like, who do I talk to? Do I talk to Griphook, the goblin? He's like, because I got to, if I talk to him first, then I know that Voldemort's going to get the wand because mm-hmm. he's on his way to go get it. So it was either like, do I do this and go get the wand or do That's I stick right. to the Horcrux So he thing? had to make that choice, right? That was the moment he like made the choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Oh, Amy. God, your knowledge. <laughs> you know so much no, about no the Hill and Harry Potter. <laughs> I got goosebumps. <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> I was part keyed away to that moment in the, in the book. I was, too, I was envisioning it. I was like, I was envisioning Harry, like, deciding between the two rooms. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was there. I was there. <laughs> That's right. Ooh. That's right. So, so yeah. Okay. So that helps me now. So now I'm going to picture each of the characters in that at Bill's house, and do they go talk to Griphook or do they go after the Hollows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I yeah. mean, I guess uh, I think probably Peggy being a Slytherin would maybe go for the Hollows. Yeah, I yep. agree. Yep, me too. That might be the yeah. only one I know for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Hank would definitely go for the Horcruxes. He's he's gonna he's gonna try and you know he's he's gonna come up with a plan to get rid of Voldemort. I don't think that he would go after the Hollows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I've stumped us all. Yeah, okay, so I guess I guess if they were to all, let's say they all make a pact and they all make horcruxes, I definitely agree with uh, the choices for, for Hank's horcruxes. I feel like Peggy, if she were to make one, it would be like a boggle piece or yes. something. I don't remember what those are called. Letters? <laughs> I don't know what you call it. I don't play boggle. <laughs> They're like letter die i don't know if they have a special name like yeah yeah definitely one of those Mm -hmm. connie would maybe well i don't know because i wouldn't say she she like plays her did she play the cello or the violin it was the violin right violin i don't think she i don't know how attached she is to it she plays it because her parents want her to so I think she wants to destroy that thing. Yeah. So I don't think that she it would be her violin. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a bluesgrass CD. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I can't think of them. That that one's that one's tough. But definitely propane tank for Hank. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. a pack of cigarettes for Dale, but everyone else oh, is yeah. a little bit hard. Yeah. Wow. And really... he would smoke them all on accident. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he destroys his own horcrux. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely Harry finds that. the the pack of cigarettes, and he's like, "The only way to destroy it is to smoke them." So they all just have to like, <laughs> stand behind a school. And, yeah. I feel like Bobby's oh, would man. have something to do with like prop comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Or his troll dolls. <laughs> Maybe Cotton's would be his shins if he could find them. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if he could find them. <laughs> Uh, Principal Moss would be like a pair of right-handed scissors. (laughs) (laughs) I think Buck Strickland's would be uh, like a dirty calendar, maybe. Uh, Yeah. Like a Playboy calendar. Or what was that um, restaurant that he temporarily put in Peggy and Hank's name? Um, Sugarfoots. Maybe Sugarfoots. <laughs> the, the whole building. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that would be like a monster house type situation. Because like, Horcruxes yeah. kind of have their own like weird, dark like personality going on. It, the whole Sugarfoots yeah. building would just turn into monster house. Or maybe just the dumpster behind it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good I'm, uh, currently, I've been uh, working on these Harry Potter every flavor jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I thought you would be more excited. Um, I got them. <laughs> I got them for Will's birthday only to realize that he has celi- celiac disease. And uh, I guess they're packaged in a facility that processes wheat. So there's cross contamination. So he can't eat them. So I've been eating them and they're 
I picked out all the red ones and all the normal flavored ones, and now I just have like booger and vomit flavors. Oh, God. <laughs> but I've been using it as a as an incentive tool for therapy where I'm just like, if you do everything I ask in this therapy session, I'll eat this booger flavored jelly bean <laughs> and nothing motivates a five-year-old more than them watching me eat a booger flavored jelly bean. Will you eat one now for me? <laughs> no, no. Come on, I want to watch you eat one. All right, let me see. Uh, do you have No, you can't. Just pick. Which one do you... Do Which the one do you want? Stomach bile one. What? There's stomach bile? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Vomit. There, there is vomit. Let's do see vomit. There's... Of the gross ones, there's soap, sausage, rotten egg, earwax, earthworm, oh. dirt, booger, and banana. Ban- <laughs> don't try and throw banana in there like you don't like Ew. it. Which one will we use? I know you said sausage too. I was like, whatever. No, you're doing vom. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me see what a vomit one. Oh, it looks like vomit. Ew. <laughs> ew. Those all sounded so gross. Oh my god. Alas, ew. Ooh, that was some Alas. ASMR right there of the beans being <laughs> poured out. I feel like there's only one. Oh, I think I found one. Ooh. All right. Let's see. Here's vomit, and here's what I've pulled up. Ew, that is disgusting. Just to verify. (gasps) Yep. All right, I've never actually eaten one of the vomit ones before. Have you? Oh, my God. No. I have, and I'll never forget it. (laughs) Oh, all right, here we go. Um. Ew! (laughs) It tastes like stomach acid. I'm telling you, like, three years from now, you will still remember that flavor. Because I I did this, like, a few years ago, and I, it has never left. Like, oh. It does you're taste still like vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Oh, my God. Ew, that's so gross. Ew. It is not leaving my mouth, the taste. <laughs> that was a very Gryffindor move of you. Thanks. Very brave. I would not have done it. You did it for the pod. The- yeah. For no one to be able to see. Yep. <laughs> but they could hear you going into it with so much optimism. You're like, um. <laughs> um. I know. I know that. I know that uh, you, you can't see me eating it. So I wanted to make the um sound so people knew it was going in my mouth. <laughs> <sighs> Ooh, all right, y'all. That was, I mean, does anybody have any more H-P-K-O-T-H crossover stuff? I would be... I've exhausted all of mine. I would be interested in at least hearing the synopsis of this fanfic if you have it available. Let me see if I can pull it up. It's not well written, but that being said, I could never write anything. So it's certainly better than anything I could write. Uh, Where is it? Here we go. Okay. It's Hank Hill and the Sorcerer's Stone by DKSPA, Dixpa. Hmm. It's rated K, whatever that means. And it chapter one, the beginning. And uh, let's see. I'm trying to scroll through to the part where they're standing in the alley. They treated this day like any other day, but little did Hank know his life was about to change forever. <laughs> 
As they were talking about the recent Cowboys game, a strange white owl flew by carrying a letter in its beak. This owl wasn't a normal owl. It was magical. In its beak was a letter from a school of magic, and someone was finally getting their letter. Aww. Beautiful. I want to see that episode uh, play out. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It's it just kind of like goes on. It's it's actually quite impressive that somebody wrote all of this out. But it's like the owl drops the letter in front of Hank and all of his friends. And they're like, what is this? And then Hank says something like, what in God's name is Hogwarts? Is it some kind of disease? I don't know why I gave him like a Louisiana accent. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that someone did that. Yeah. So, and it goes on and on and on, and it looks like there are maybe 12 chapters. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. I'm going to jump to the last chapter just to see what anything looks like on there. Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, uh, really, it, it seems like it, I keep waiting to find something funny, like, ironic- but it seems like it was written in earnest. Oh, I kind of <laughs> like that. Very <laughs> genuine. Yeah. They were like, oh, the world really needs nice. this. Yeah. Oh, this oh, is so man. interesting. It's It sounds like Hank is maybe fighting Voldemort. I don't know exactly what's happening, but it ends with Voldemort being really, really angry. And the last line just says the boiling anger felt by the dark lord was immense so immense that across the country an 11 year old boy clutched his searing forehead i wonder if this is a prequel oh interesting if it weren't for hank hill the wizarding world may not have been saved well maybe now i have to actually read this (laughs) oh but the person who wrote it uh, at the, the after the last line, it just says, "I know it's not much, but it's something. I'm a little rusty, but I'll get the hang of it again. More coming soon." Aww, I feel I bad saying anything that. negative now. I take it all back, Dixpa. <laughs> I don't really think we said anything negative. I think this is like a cute idea. Yeah, I'm so into too. it now. There needs to be more crossovers of King, the natural pairing of King of the Hill and Harry Potter. When you think of one, you think of the other. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, Well, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Chloe. Oh, no problem. Anytime, especially talking about Harry Potter and King of the Hill. Couldn't have asked for a better topic. Loved it. Awesome. Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful having you. And this really uh, brightened my mood today. So thank you both. And this was wonderful. Loved it. Except for eating that vomit jelly bean. I love that though. If I recall, (laughs) if I'm recalling correctly, the booger one was actually worse than the the vomit flavored one. So be warned. Oh my god, God. it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) that classy note. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Clo- follow uh, Chloe. Uh, listen to her podcast, Unwatchable. Follow her on Instagram. Um, Chloe, do you want to plug oh. do you, any upcoming up anything coming out? Yeah. Um, so, Unwatchable is a TV and film podcast. You can follow it on Instagram at Unwatchable with Chloe Rodriguez if you're interested. Um, and I put out new video, new videos. Wow. 
put out new podcast episodes every Thursday on Apple, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. And my next episode is a continuation of a special series I do on that podcast called When It Became Unwatchable, where I go through a whole series of a show and I pinpoint the moment that it started going downhill and what ultimately led to it becoming unwatchable. Um, And those are really fun episodes to do. So if that sounds interesting to you, go ahead and check it out. Great. That sounds awesome. Everyone check it out. For sure. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Amy. And thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Amy. (laughs) Thank you, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Until next time. Chloe, you going to join us? And one, two, three. Via con bios. Yay. Woo. Yeah,